It's Monday. It's morning. It's macabre. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre for another edition, another week, another seven days of spooktastic uh, macabre dark stuff. Uh, I'm Darcy. I'm here with Scones. I'm Scones. And uh, today we're going to be bringing you some more, uh, some more of that spooky stuff you like so much. And I'm Scones. <laughs> and he is still Scones. Um, it's, it's what, I don't even know how many episodes into COVID this is, but it's, it's COVID episodes, some odd number. I don't know life without COVID at this point. Yeah. Co, co it's, I'm getting that Stockholm syndrome where I'm starting to just love me some COVID. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm a it's new take, <laughs> new hot take. Uh, I'm pro COVID. Maybe it won't be so bad if you just show it love. Yeah, exactly. It'll be like Has anyone tried to give like COVID a-, a hug? Maybe that's all we need. It just needs a Saturday morning cartoon solution. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I hope everyone's doing okay. I hope you're all having a having a good uh good week, good I don't know whatever as life good as it gets. Living, you know what I'm as saying? good as it gets. And I will be the macabarista today. Scones will be bringing us the spooky juices, <laughs> the spookiest juices you've ever had. Yeah, he's going to cover you in spooky juice this week, and and I have no idea what he's going to be talking about. So if you're new to the show, that's how it works. One of us brings a scary thing, a dark subject, a macabre tale, what have you, and the other person uh, just goes, oh, wow, that's, wow, the police don't handle these well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for rarely, if ever. So Scones, go ahead and uh, go ahead and, and hit us with that macabre. All right, so originally I had some one planned, but the old suits at Sling and Dingers told me it was just too scary, too horrifying. Gotcha. I couldn't talk about it. So we're on to the second one. <laughs> okay, so this is the backup spook. Yeah, this is the backup because Sling and Dingers just said, oh, no, that's the, the folks at home, their sensibilities will be forever <laughs> scarred. It did, not, it did not pass the Bechtel test either. Lots of dudes talking about dudes. I don't even know what that means, to be honest. It is a phenomenon in culture, which is like if you pass the Bechtel test, you're a movie or a storytelling device, like a book, and you have two female characters talk to each other for some odd amount of time without ever mentioning a male character. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> That's for you folks at home to know about now. The Bechtel test. Bechtel test. Anywho, Scones, what are we talking about today? Today, we'll be talking about cursed movies. Cursed movies? Yep. Cue us in, band. Ooh. Hit us, band. I like cursed movies. That sounds that sounds exciting. When we say cursed, are we talking like the filming was cursed, or yes. the like DVD itself is like secretly a has a voodoo ritual that's enchanted the DVD? No, these are. I'm gonna give you. There's actually a lot of movies that have paranormal or kind of cursed filming. It's more of the filming and production. Gotcha. Of it and like gotcha what gotcha. happens to the people that make the movies? I know a little bit. In that I've heard that The Exorcist was pretty messed up. Oh, ho, the we'll filming. get there. Ooh, yay. Cool. So, yeah, I'm going to bring you 
uh, some movies. There's much more out there. Maybe there'll be a future episode or if people want to just do their own research or whatever. So our first one we're going to look at is the Amityville Horror. Horror, horror. I mean, now, this was based off of a real thing, right? So, yeah, it's based off a book, which is based off a real thing. Nice. So the historical basis, for anyone who hasn't seen the Amityville Horror, it's a 1979 movie and then later a 2005 remake of the movie. And then I'm doing a 2021 shot for shot remake claymation version in my apartment. <laughs> the studio is amazing. Already <laughs> set up. It will only take him the next eight years to shoot. Yeah. It. So you guys will see that when it comes out. Really looking forward to it. Got a lot of great people working on it. So a little background, the historical basis. So all of our movies today have historical basis okay. of either some kind of urban legend or historical event or like religious historical event gotcha so they're all based in reality in some way in some way cool so this one is based on november 13th 1974 ronald defeo jr shoots and kills six members of his own family at a dutch colonial house in amneville which is on the south shore of long island mm, not great not a great look in december 1975 george and kathy lutz and their three children move into the house. After 28 days, the Lutzes leave the house, claiming to have been terrorized by paranormal phenomena. Ooh. So I don't know if anyone knows about this event, but it's like really sketchy and weird. Like all the people who were killed in the house were like face down in their beds, ah. shot in the head. Jesus. With no sign of a struggle. Okay. Which is really creepy. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> the fu- There's no okay. silencer or anything involved. So each one of them was... How loud is Long Island that you have to be like, yeah, this is just a nighttime thing. I think it's like pretty <laughs> suburban. <laughs> like I've seen nah, the house. Nah, 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 nah. I'm pretty sure they're in <laughs> the middle of the city. Yeah. Walking in, jacket. Yeah, exactly. Hot, hot dog vendors. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we know New York. <laughs> yeah, we're. What do you mean? Hey, the Giants. Hey, baby. Hey, go Yankees. <laughs> That's what New Yorkers sound like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza, baby. So, during the filming of the movie, to tell this tale that was uh, pretty much told by George Lutz, the guy who had to leave because how scary it was. Yep. Both of them. He was like the main character of the movie. So the 1979 okay. one is played by James Brolin. Oh, Josh Brolin's younger sister. <laughs> close, close, close. <laughs> Damn it. His dad, actually. Uh, oh. So while reading the book for the inspiration, he would have stuff fall off dressers in the house. Mm. But that was only while he was reading the book and it wasn't like explained. I like that. Yeah. While he was reading the book, just all of the dolls in the house were face down with bullet wounds in the back of their heads. It's like <laughs> and so he's like, weird. Oh, my dolls. <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> okay. Ryan Reynolds would go on and play George Lutz later on in 2005. And he ended up reporting that he would wake up like randomly, just naturally at 3.15 a.m. every day. Jesus. The same exact time that George Lutz said he would wake Ooh, up. Ooh, I like that. That's spooky. It's also the time that's most closely estimated that Ronald DeFeo Jr. murdered his entire family. Shit. I love it. I'm in, dude. I'm going to go. I'm legit going to watch that movie tonight. 
I'm in. <laughs> you should have done the marketing for this movie. Because you're welcome. I, uh, <laughs> MGM or whoever the hell it. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Lionsgate uh, Pictures. <laughs> send us a check, baby, because Scones is doing your marketing way better than you ever have. Amen. Right before filming began, there was also a dead body of a fisherman that washed up on shore right near the set. Ugh. And the real Kathy Lutz and George Lutz both died between the start of filming and when the movie was released. I'm in, dude. I love it. And that was the scary stuff of Amityville horror. That's the Amityville... That's what's going on with Amityville horror. So if you could do a DVD extra commentary... Hey, everybody. Scones here. (laughs) Hey, I'm working on this scene was so hard because dead fishermen kept falling through the windows. (laughs) (laughs) Bunch of fish ghosts attacking them. Yeah, fish ghosts putting dolls down, shooting them in the back of the head. It was was a nightmare to work on. I love it. Okay, cool. And, oh, question. How many many total uh, films are we talking? We're talking four films. So that's Numero Uno. And we'll be back with the rest after this commercial break. Ba-da-bum-bum-bum. Chuck E. Cheese is a rat and he sells you good pizza, baby. All right, we're back from the break. <laughs> Our second movie <laughs> yeah. is The Passion of the Christ. Nice, dude. So it's pretty obvious what it's about. If you don't know The Passion of the Christ, it's the telling of the Christian retelling of how Jesus' last 12 hours alive, I think. Yeah, but it's shot like The Office where they do cutaways and stuff. <laughs> yeah, Judas is just looking at the camera like Jim. like Yeah, just eyes to the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, so glad to have this last supper. And then it just cuts to Judas looking at the camera like me. <laughs> Pontius Pilate's like the boss that comes in. It's like, these guys are crazy. <laughs> like, what is going on with this branch? <laughs> anyway, anyway. So anyway, it's a story about Jesus. It's a uh, got pretty. It's made by Mel Gibson. Critically acclaimed. Was really successful. Was like the most highest grossing religious movie of all time. But the filming of it had some crazy, not Jesus loving shit going on. Mm, okay. So there was an evil curse associated with the filming. A lot I of like people it. believe that demons don't like that they're making a movie about Jesus. And they're not and getting the like, cut. I get it. Yeah. Or that like, they're like, where's my 15%? Like the way Satan was portrayed. They're like, what the heck? <laughs> like, bro, he's like six feet. He's not yeah, five like ten. Scientologists like suing him. <laughs> <laughs> so the actor who played Jesus, Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Is that his name? Yep. So Jim Caviezel was hurt really bad like several times during the filming. During this time, he was accidentally whipped with a real whip. Oh. Okay. He dislocated his shoulder when he fell with the cross. <laughs> nice. He got hypothermia and pneumonia, which he was hospitalized for. Jesus. And he was allergic to the skin makeup, which gave him very bad skin infections and, like, rashes. Okay. The craziest thing, he would be struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, those first, like, things, I was like, okay, that's, like... Not like crazy, but like, yeah, Yeah, that's like like, actor problems, but they're getting struck by lightning. That's pretty divine right there. The assistant director, whose name I don't have in front of me, was struck by lightning and then struck again. What? (laughs) All right. At this point, it's it's like... Lightning does strike twice, in fact. Yeah. Wow. I like to think that it's just like, like just got up there and he's like, well, I've tried the the skin rash, uh, the dislocated shoulder, but they're not (laughs) getting it. So, uh... (laughs) Lightning bolt. 
lightning bolt. It's insane that like, there nuts. were three lightning strikes on this one <laughs> film set and two of them on the same fucking guy. How bad does it feel to be that dude? Holy shit. Just like how bad I do not want to see this movie afterwards. Like, <laughs> fuck this film. If I had yeah. any job where I got struck by lightning twice, I'd definitely quit. <laughs> yeah, if we were doing this podcast and two episodes in a row we were getting struck by lightning, I'm like, I think we're going to have to put this to rest. I don't, <laughs> I don't think we can keep doing it. That's and nuts. Then, yeah. Jim Caviezel, he got like really good reviews. I think he was nominated for a bunch of stuff for his portrayal as Jesus, but he... Uh, Burst into a ball of flames accepting the awards. I mean, his career basically did. He wouldn't go on to play anything else. And he said he like has been on record saying like playing Jesus was like the worst mistake I ever made and like it ended my career. That's crazy. They even said that like Mel Gibson and I mean, Mel Gibson, not an awesome dude. <laughs> yeah, he's got his fair share of controversy. Yeah, and I guess like eight years of Hollywood just like forgave him because now he's in movies again. But either way, <laughs> um, Mel Gibson like told him he was like, "Hey, before you take this role as Jesus, like, there's a good chance it's gonna fucking ruin your career because it's well, a I mean, good good thing. for Mel Gibson there though. I mean, I'm that's that's yeah. a cool thing to do, I guess. Not cool to be super anti-Semitic after getting pulled over for like a DUI, but that that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, people actually link Mel Gibson's spiral, which I think this is kind of making excuses for the guy, but people link Mel Gibson's spiral afterward to the curse from the movie, ah. saying that like he made the movie he wanted to make and it got critical acclaim, and then why should he be spiraling with having like extreme alcoholism, like losing Seems kind money, of like people giving him an out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the way too, but it. I'd be... An interesting angle, to, to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. What a way! I wonder if the defense said that. <laughs> oh, an interesting angle, to be sure. But you're Are still you guilty. Familiar with the curse, <laughs> prosecutor. <laughs> Have you ever been struck by lightning twice, good judge and jury? <laughs> Honestly, that's not a bad defense if you put it like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lawyer on the weekends. Uh, the assistant director was Jan Michelini. I don't know if that's a, a man or a woman. Jan? But they were strike uh, twice. Damn. That's such a bummer. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that is the curse of the passion of the Christ. All right. We, dude, that, we're two for two so far. Pretty spooky. And we'll come up with our third spooky movie after the break. I'm still a rat. Buy this pizza. And we're back. On to The Conjuring. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't, I, okay. I've seen The Conjuring. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Took you a second. <laughs> ooh, The Conjuring. So The Conjuring is in my in my top five favorite horror movies, I'd say. Mm. It's a mm -hmm. really, really good movie. For those <laughs> That's of it. You, On to number four. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it a lot. I just wanted to mention it. I just wanted to give him a shout out. But we'll do we'll do Scones. Maybe Scones and Darcy's favorite horror movies is That would a, be a fun like little bonus bonus ep. But not today. Today we're maybe we'll drive in a car curse. and record on a phone, so it's like really bad audio, so that you know it's like a special episode. That'd be sick. I'm gonna take a, a selfie video while I'm in a car, and then like <laughs> say some really unpopular stuff. Yeah, I mean we need that. <laughs> we need to get some publicity going. So if you could, if you could do that, that'd be great. So The Conjuring, it is a 2013 American supernatural horror film. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it's based on the real couple. Ed and Lorraine, I almost said Patrick Wilson, the actor, Ed and Lorraine Warren, played by Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, 
So Ed and Lorraine Warren were paranormal investigators. They were married, and they would go around, especially in New England, because they're from Connecticut, and investigate a lot of... They were me and Scones if we were married. Pretty much. And (laughs) actually, fun story, an old roommate of both me and Darcy... Oh, his oh, ma- so uh, our, uh, Darius, shout out. Oh, shout out Darius. Hey, hope you're doing well. <laughs> I believe it's his mother went to a lecture while in college given by Ed and Lorraine Warren. That's super cool. Yeah, we need to call him up right now and just yeah. berate him and then hang up. <laughs> hey, what do you know about the paranormal? <laughs> yeah, what did you? What did your mom say about Ed? <laughs> Was he like, cool? What the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> Tell me about Ed. <laughs> So anyway, the the movie uh, is based around this one case that they had involving the Perrin family. Okay. Who experienced increasingly disturbing events in their old farmhouse in Rhode Island in 1971. Mm. So basically, they just go to check it out. There's all the horrifying shit that ensues. I'm not going to spoil the movie for you, but the Perrin family yeah. is gets really fucked up by this ghost. And the, the Warrens find out that they bite off a little more than they can chew in this one. Uh oh. So while doing research for the script, Chad and Corey Hayes, who were the screenwriters, they'd make calls to uh, Lorraine Warren, and apparently the static over the phone was unusually like unbearable. Great. It was really hard to talk, and Lorraine Warren even said that her quote is, "This movie is set to reveal the dark side beyond the dark side," Whoa. and that it did not want any exposure. Chances are that it was just Ed going. <laughs> Right next to the receiver, but that'd be sick. <laughs> could ahead. you imagine if they were that prepared all the time to be like, "Oh, this could be something. We need to make it creepy and just spooky." Professional <laughs> bamboozlers, just like yeah. always ready. Yeah. No, but Lorraine Warren said that she was surprised, like there wasn't more static, and that something was probably trying to interrupt the communication. Was trying to jam their signals because didn't want the movie to get made. During the primary, like, setting up, uh, James Wan, the director, he'd be at home alone, and his dog would start barking, and he'd turn around to his dark room, and the dog would just be staring and barking ferociously at one corner in the room with nothing there. I hate that. I hate that. (laughs) James Wan said that, like, making this movie actually really fucked him up. Nice. And then he went on to make... I was going to say, and then The Conjuring (laughs) 2... James Wan goes insane. I don't know if he did The Contra 2. I know he did Aquaman, which probably was not nearly as scary. So he only did the first Wan? I don't know. I don't know which one Wan did. Which one, which one did Wan Wan do? Which one did one do? I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> the The clapping is probably still going from our fans right now for that bit. Oh, yeah. They're probably like, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is I mean, we. that's why we're giving such long pauses because we know that you're at home standing ovation. And your roommates slash neighbors slash family are like, what? What is little uh, what's little Tracy doing? I don't know. What's our favorite fan, little Tracy? Little Tracy. I hope she's doing well. Hope you <laughs> hope you recover. Jeez. <laughs> so during oh, filming boy. on set, they went to the original house. Yeah, which is super scary. <laughs> uh, the parents, the family that was haunted, who are now is like the second generation kind of, yeah, like their kids. They were invited to the set. Most of them went, except the mother, who refused to ever go near the house again. She stayed in Atlanta, Georgia, where she lived at the time. When the sisters arrived to the house where the filming was happening, apparently there was like a a dust storm kicked up, and it swirled all around them, but didn't get them dirty. (laughs) 
And while they were there, the mom apparently said she felt an evil presence while she was in Atlanta, and she fell and needed to be hospitalized for injuries to her knee. Mm, so we got we got spooky ghosties trying to push kids over. I like uh, <laughs> I like the dust storm. Yeah, I mean it's kind of creepy that would just surround the parents. Like this demon, like really has a hard on for the parents for some reason. The cast and crew would eventually have to be evacuated from the hotel they're staying at nearby as it randomly caught fire. That's cool. I mean, it's not cool, but like, that's spooky. <laughs> now for the, the creepiest thing. So actress Vera Farmiga, who played mm-hmm. Lorraine I love Lauren. the way you say her last name. Very uh I don't know authentic. if that's how you say it, but <laughs> Farmiga. The, the way it's written, yeah, it has like a nice like Spanish or Italian sound. Farmiga, who played Lorraine Warren, said that she felt extremely uneasy while reading any kind of scripts, and she refused to read the scripts or practice alone. Ah, one that day, sounds okay. Keep going. She opened up her laptop to start looking over lines, and it had three digital claw marks across the screen. What the fuck? She had no idea where they'd come from, and she was the last one to touch her computer. Digital claw marks. I don't know what that means. If like the like the screen had like three cracks in it, or like the that I think like I bleeding. think what she was trying to say is that she had three Google Chrome tabs open, and she wasn't sure how to close them, but. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> Pop-ups. So the claw marks were there. After filming, she returned home, and the first morning after returning home from filming, she wake up to find three scratch marks into her leg. Okay. All right. We just got into cool, spooky territory. I like it. So that's the scariest part is that Vera Farmiga had to just be like, oh, okay, it hates me now. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life now. I'm glad I became an actress. Pretty spooky stuff. And that's the, the scary stuff that surrounds the conjuring. That's the con that's the conjuring conjured up some spooky digital ghosts. And we'll move on to our final movie of the hour. After these messages. You ever wake up in the middle of the night? Look at the loaded handgun on your dresser drawer and think it's pizza time. All right, we're back. <laughs> For our final movie. That one got dark. Yeah, that's a weird sponsor, but they, <laughs> hey, whatever they well, want. Well, the say, rat say. is, I'm, you got to imagine the disheveled rat in his gross rat mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting there in a ball pit. Yeah. <laughs> Loaded handgun in a ball pit. Just spinning that's the revolver. Punk rock album. Yeah, loaded handgun ball pit. <laughs> handgun ball pit. Is a solid name for a for a punk band. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Like yeah, like eighties black flag era, like <laughs> yeah. and it's just a, it's just a disgusting Chuck E. Cheese costume sitting in a ball pit with a handgun. I love it. We're selling this t shirt now. Uh <laughs> so if you guys want it. <laughs> buy now, buy now. <laughs> buy now, buy now, buy now. So on to our final movie. Is Darcy give a little, a little sneak peek to it, The Exorcist. The Exorcist. So I don't know if any everyone who listens to this has seen The Exorcist. I'm sure at some point has heard of it or seen something that they unknowingly was a reference to it. Yeah, to put it in today's youth's terms, it's lit. Yeah. In my mind, it's like the preeminent horror movie. For like, sure. Especially as far as like curses go in like actual plots. 
it's the movies that everyone's like dad was like I, I remember seeing it back in the 70s and I, I, everyone died in the theater like, yeah my right. dad act, like pretty close <laughs> not even lying <laughs> it's literally like every dad has that story <laughs> yeah it's really fucking scary so the, for those of you who don't know the exorcist is based on a 1971 novel by the same name by uh, William Peter Blatty it was made in a to a horror movie in 1973, but the book itself is based on the demonic possession of a boy named Roland Doe and his Roland subsequent Doe. exorcism performed by the Catholic Church. Now, the book in the movie itself uh, portrays the instead of Roland Doe, it's a girl named Linda Blair. Mm. Oh no, Linda Blair is the actress. I'm so dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, Reagan Reagan Michael Reagan <laughs> yeah oh, I love her Reagan McNeil so Ray instead uh, in the movie it's instead of Roland Doe a small boy getting possessed it's a young girl named uh, Reagan McNeil a demon comes out when a Catholic priest uncovers a amulet that resembles Pazazu, a demon of ancient origins in Sumerian culture. It's the ancient god of Pazaz. Yeah, and he gives him the old razzle-dazzle. <laughs> trust trust <laughs> oh me. Oh boy, does he ever. So, while filming this, uh, a lot of shit went wrong, and a lot of the people involved really regretted ever making the movie and <laughs> did like wish that they had nothing to do with it ever. Awesome. I hope that's where we get with this podcast one day. I hope so. Just that it ruined my life. I never should have played Jesus. <laughs> I never should have brought up that handgun rat. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get chased down. You don't look out your window. It's going to be a handgun rat in a ball pit outside. Just holding a single ball. He crushes it in his fist. <laughs> He's just, as the sign says, bring out the pizza. <laughs> anyway. So... The first thing, a pretty big thing already, uh, the entire set would catch on fire. Just regularly? Literally, like, the entire set would go up in flames. This <laughs> back production six weeks. This is, like, pretty immediately starting. And the only thing that was completely unharmed by the fire was a lot of the, like, kind of puppet that went into the doll Reagan. I ate it. <laughs> uh, that was, like, for when, you know, they didn't use a human for the possessed part. Yeah. After the fire, obviously, that's a terrifying. Lot of back then, this is also the 1973, so a lot more per people were like Christian and like really like, what the fuck are we doing here? So the yeah. the production team actually brought in a priest to come and bless the set. <laughs> Holy shit! To try and like ease people's worries because people were like, dude, this is, we're like fucking with shit we don't even know about right now. And then the priest was struck by lightning three times. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe four. I don't know. I don't know. His, his name, he was also <laughs> the same person from The Passion of the Christ. This guy will fuck. not quit. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he, he loves he, show he, business. <laughs> <laughs> or he quit show business, became a priest, and then got fucked up again. <laughs> got more lightning. So, uh, do you know... Have you, you seen the movie, Darcy? Yeah, I've seen the movie. So, you know the part where the mom... So, Reagan, while she's possessed, she's uh, in... A bed if you haven't seen the movie and yep. she's kind of like tied to the bed while they're tied performing down. the exorcism and she's yep. possessed by a demon and she starts like mutilating herself yeah and so the mom played by ellen burston the actress runs over to try and get her to stop 
In which case, the girl with super demon strength pushes her, and she goes flying and hits the wall and, like, right. lets out the scream. Turns out the scream is completely real. Ooh. When they pulled her, they apparently pulled her too hard, and the wire rigging, like, basically uh. yanked her, and she suffered a permanent spinal injury. Oh. So the scream that you can hear in the actual movie was not acting. That's so fucked up. scream from the severe pain that comes with spinal cord injury. (laughs) God. she had to deal with that injury for the rest of her life. Ah, that is rough. Also, the director's like, I'm, we got it, baby. (laughs) Was like, that's the shot. Yeah, that's it. Wrap it up, everybody. Ellen Burstyn would also say that the director was a complete, like, maniac psycho. Psychopath? Yeah, I was going to say. Apparently, like... He was, his name was William Friedkin, and he was a pretty intense director, and that's putting it mildly. In the 2010 Blu-ray edition, it would reveal that the director would often fire real guns off <laughs> or slap actors in the face before the cameras start rolling to get them on edge. Oh, yeah. You're well, firing the- guns off. <laughs> that's insane. But man, oh, man. Was, hey, this was the first horror movie to be nominated for an Oscar. So, you know, this asshole sat back and was like, I yeah, did he's the like, right thing. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, at the end of the day, he's at his fucking lake house like, man, that's what art is, baby. He's just sitting in his ball pit next to his handgun he fired <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, boy. What a, what a psychopath. Yeah, William Fredkin, not cool guy. I don't know if he made any other movies, but I doubt anyone would want to work with him either. So, the worst part of the supernatural goings-on, again, this is all based on a true story, was that during filming, uh, there would be several deaths associated. Ah. Two actors uh, would actually, in, that are featured in the movie, who both die in the movie, would die before the movie was Ooh. ever released. The priest, played by Max von Sydow, his brother, who's also the grandfather of Linda Blair... So the grandfather huh. of the girl who plays the main yeah. possessee yeah. with the demon in her would die creepy before the movie gets released. But the scariest of all is the woman who did the voice of the demon. Ooh. So the woman who did the voice of the demon was named Mercedes McCambridge. And it's funny because okay. she's kind of like a little old lady. It looks okay, like yeah. from the pictures. <laughs> she was a radio and television actress from like early 20th century. Right. She would apparently swallow raw eggs and smoke cigarettes and drink <laughs> alcohol, even though she was sober, in order to get the voice of the demon down. Oh, what the fuck? So after the movie came out to pretty good acclaim, and, you know, it would be nominated for Best Picture, which is the only horror movie to ever do so, her son. So Mercedes McCambridge, the voice of the demon, her son would end up killing his wife, all of his children, and himself. Yikes. So all in all, linking about nine deaths to the filming of, or the so-called curse of the filming of The Exorcist. Yep, that's spooky. Yep, 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 yep. You did it, Scones. (laughs) You found him. Yeah, it's real scary. And like horrible that the people who go into this are either not superstitious or right are just actors trying to get paid or you know whatever and then all this horrible shit comes and then 
I can't imagine it's easy to get closure when you're like, yeah, a demon did it. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, because I did good that point. movie. It's because I ate a bunch of eggs and talked funny, and now so everyone's dying. I put dying. my body on the line to play Jesus Christ, and now I can't get a job. <laughs> yeah, that's the real deal. Struck yeah. by lightning, Ugh. or my entire family dies. Movie making is a dark business. Sure is. It's not all. It's not all Tinseltown and a yeah, silver baby. screen. Sometimes it's uh, everything catching on fire. And lightning and death. Claw marks. <laughs> yeah, the Conjuring one seems pretty tame when you get to the Exorcist one. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a uh, that's some spooky that's some spooky movies. Spooky movie babies. Hey, thanks for dropping by. <laughs> thanks. I hope you guys liked it. I hope you guys like scary movies. Yeah. And I hope I if you guys liked any of those movies. Oh, there's so many more. We could do another episode at some point in the yeah. future because there's Part much did. more movies that have horrifying. I know, like The Wizard of Oz is a big one. Yep. Yeah, there was There's a lot a of lot stuff of with that. Going on. My wife's like favorite movie, so I know a decent amount about it. Yeah, tell us, tell us what uh, horror movies you guys like. I'm actually interested to hear like what people who listen like what what kind of horror movies do you guys like. Because there's I so would... many different kinds. Whether it's like cheesy slashers or ones like these that are like can be critically. I guess the Passion of the Christ isn't a horror movie, but ones like these that are like critically acclaimed versus right. like you know this indie horror and. There's all there's so many subgenres, and here at Monday Morning Macabre, we're all about inclusivity. We're all about the subgenres. All about those genres. So uh, let us know. Genres. Hit us up on our uh, on our social medias. We got we hey, got our what Twitter. What are the social medias, Darsh? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Scones. We've got Twitter MM Macabre Pod. We got Instagram Monday Morning Macabre. Yes. We got Monday Morning Yes. We're on we're on Facebook. We're everywhere, baby. Yeah. And uh, put us in your top friends. Put us in your top friends list on MySpace. Yeah, put us in your top eight, and uh, tell your friends and leave a review. It helps us a lot. If you like the show and you want to help out, we'd appreciate that. I think that's. I think that's everything. I think it's time for you guys to have a great Monday. So have a good Monday, and goodbye. Have a good Monday. Goodbye. <laughs>